guilty soul condemned by shame hear mercy calling out your name his blood can cleanse your every stain bring your failures to the cross hello and welcome to the community bible church podcast where we are doing a chapter by chapter weekly discussion of the book gentle and lowly the heart of christ for sinners and sufferers by dane ortland for those of you who don't know my name is matt owen i am the lead pastor at community bible church of orange park and I'm joined again today by Joseph Brader, who is the pastor of worship and discipleship here at CBC. Joseph, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you? I am doing very good. Excellent. I like to hear that. Uh, would you like to say something to us in Russian? <laughs> no, I'm not quite there. Give me another week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Joseph is going to be uh, learning Russian uh, using an app. And what's your target goal to be fluent in Russian? Is it uh, summer? The, well, that's probably a little ambitious. I would, I would love that, but summer of like 2026, maybe. Okay. Uh, are you able to say hello in Russian? You know, I actually don't have that. I have things like, this is, this is my name, this is my house. There's all kinds okay. of different, you know. So if you were in Russia, you wouldn't necessarily be greeting anyone. You would just start right in by telling them about yourself. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Thanks, Duolingo. <laughs> really... Uh, Creating a self-centered Russian speaker here. Okay, well, let's set ourselves a little goal here that uh, you're going to be. You'll you'll say something to us in Russian in a couple weeks. Perfect. Let's like yeah, let's do that. Uh, tell us your your name. Okay. Is, is Joseph a different name in Russian? You know, I don't. I'm not sure. I think you would technically say like Yusef or Yosef. Yosef, okay. like. Okay. Stalin, for lack of better reference point. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Well, thanks, Duolingo. Uh, they're not a sponsor of this podcast uh, yet, but uh, thanks for giving us that coming, information. Coming. Yeah, I got you. Today, we are going to be discussing chapter three of Gentle and Lowly, Lowly which is uh, called The Happiness of Christ. And it is a chapter that's basically all about the joy that Jesus finds in giving us grace. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about is why would you say that Jesus doesn't just give us grace, maybe begrudgingly, the way yeah. we might sometimes think? Yeah. Why doesn't Jesus just give us grace but actually find joy in giving us grace? Yeah, I think... Um... On, for one thing, it, like we get joy out of expressing um, our heart, right? Expressing particularly the maybe the, the good parts that are reflecting in us, reflecting the image of God more purely and more clearly, but um, reflecting who we are, uh, our character traits and our personality and things like that. We get joy out of being who we are. Mm. Is that mm. fair? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we get joy out of uh, doing good for someone as well. We get joy out of helping someone or supporting someone. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's the the joy uh, that that we get in being doing what mm -hmm. we doing what what flows from us. Uh, maybe bring we we bring in the Hebrews twelve idea for the joy that was set before mm -hmm. him. He endures the cross, uh, despising the shame. I think that's King James uh, translation coming out of me, but. Uh, but that, that idea is found there in Hebrews chapter 12 as well. Why, 
why might it surprise us though that that Jesus enjoys dispensing grace? Mm-hmm. Why would that be a surprise to us? It's probably related to some of the misconceptions that we've already talked about in um, in the first couple chapters. We uh, we think of him as looking at us begrudgingly across the board, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if I'm already frustrated with someone, it's a lot more difficult for me to show them grace mm-hmm. or to give them grace or to act in kindness and compassion towards them. Yeah. Um, it's easy if I'm disposed already towards someone with compassion and love mm-hmm. or easier at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have trouble believing that because we see Jesus relating to us in the wrong way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it it can go back to what we talked about in the first podcast, which is Jesus's patience wears thin. Right. Yeah. Because our patience wears thin with people. We are willing to extend grace to somebody who's messed up with us once, uh, but when it's a pattern, now we're now we're talking uh, in a, in different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, even even saying, okay, we need to have boundaries, um, and obviously boundaries are a, a good thing and a necessary thing sometimes. But but it's hard for us to believe that Jesus doesn't doesn't start saying, well, okay, yeah, I need to have we need to set up some boundaries with Matt, <laughs> or need to need to set up some boundaries with Joseph. Yeah, one of the one of the ways I think about it is. I think about organizations that are set up to help people in need. Mm-hmm. So one of the organizations that we partner with as a church, uh, we have people serving in this organization is First Coast Women's Services. Yeah, love them. And in um, First Coast Women's Services, they've they've done all sorts of things to have resources to help uh, people in in crisis pregnancies or unplanned pregnancies, and so they've got. Uh, these centers that they've set up all over the Jacksonville area that you can actually physically go. They've got ultrasound uh, machines. They've got people who are qualified to to work those ultrasound machines. They've got a new call center that they've set up so that people can call in rather than have to actually physically walk through their doors. They've got programs where they uh, teach new moms and dads uh, parenting skills. There's ways of earning clothing and things for babies. They've, they've got all of this stuff. So now they want to be able to use it. They want to find the people that need that stuff so that they can give them their services. So when somebody calls First Coast Women's Services or somebody walks through the door, they're not frustrated with them uh, why are you here? We're going to have to give some of our stuff away. Now, the whole reason they got gathered all these resources in the first place was to be able to help these kinds of people. And uh, I think it's the same for Christ. Uh, going back to Hebrews 12, for the joy, joy that's set before him, he endures the cross and everything that goes along with it. And he now has storehouses of, of grace and, and mercy, the the, the the merit that he has accomplished through his life and through his death and through his work, he delights in giving to us because that's why he did it in the first place. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and yet we come to him as if, can I just have a little bit of grace? I, yeah. I'm sorry, it's me again. When Jesus yeah. is in effect saying, this is why I did this in the first place. Yeah. But it's telling that like we're, we're sitting here talking about this and I'm, I'm thinking, man, that is incredible. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and incredible in a way of like, this is dawning for the first time or in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't think this way. Right. I certainly don't. No. No, we don't think that way. And that leads me to one of the other things that gets brought up in this chapter. It's the idea that that Jesus wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um which he expresses, you know, in his high priestly prayer uh, in, in John 17. So we have trouble believing that. We've already touched on this, but let's just tease it out a little bit more. Why do you think Jesus, why do you have trouble believing that Jesus wants to be with you, with Joseph Brader? Sure. Um, because I I don't see myself as as worthy of his attention like relational attention Mm -hmm. focused individual relational attention like that um i think he's gotta he's gotta say oh not him let's do my two minutes with him and get out you know yeah um or he's got to be so focused on so many other people either just by the sheer volume or so many other people who are so much better than i am or that he'd rather be with than me that it, it probably he doesn't have much time left for me yeah yeah yeah, I think I think similar things. I'm sure we all think these sorts of things, but you know, if, if I'm thinking about the number of number of his people and who he could choose to be with, <laughs> I wouldn't choose to spend time with me. <laughs> there are other more important people, people who have, who have done more, whatever, whatever the thing is. Um, I I've got to think I would be lower on. On, on the list of people that he would want to spend time with. And it it really is is hard to believe that that Jesus wants to be with us. Yeah. And that he has the capacity for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean even the most over the top extroverts still have limits. Yeah. Um, and I think you know both of us would probably fit in the extrovert category. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have t- we have a lot of time, and yet we you know we have we have our limits, and he doesn't. Yeah, and that's that's amazing. Uh, the last thing I I wanted to ask comes near the end of the chapter. He talks about the fact that. Uh, we need to recognize that we are part of Christ's body. And of course, that's a metaphor that the New Testament uses on numerous occasions. Uh, talks about the fact that we are to grow up into the head who is Christ, that we are, we are, we are Christ's own body. So the question I want to ask is, is just this. How does the fact that we are the body of Christ encourage us in our reception of grace how does recognizing that help us to better receive grace Mm -hmm. instead of like earning it or trying to earn it trying to earn it um probably in a lot of ways but first like if we're if we're thinking about our body um we don't begrudgingly show i mean grace is not gonna it's, it's not an apples to apples thing i guess but um, like we want our body to be whole and well. Mm-hmm. So if uh, part of my body, one even something small like one finger is hurt, I'm not begrudgingly devoting energy or resources so that my finger heals. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> I want my finger to feel right because then the rest of my body works right. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it helps us in that sense to um, to understand and believe a little bit more maybe that Jesus is not begrudgingly dispensing grace to us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think it helps uh, in the sense of like not thinking that he's giving us these, I don't, I don't know, like sectioned off proportions of grace, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I, I think, man, maybe I shouldn't go ask for grace and help now because there's probably going to be something tomorrow where I need it that's maybe bigger. So maybe I should save up for that. Yeah, it's like cashing in a favor. Exactly. <laughs> when exactly. am I going to cash in that we, favor? And we only have so much capital to spend. Yeah. Um, if you will. And, uh, and this kind of pushes against that. Cause again, like with your body, you're not doing that. Right. You're doing whatever you can possibly do to make sure that your body is whole. Yeah. 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 That's right. Thinking of it that way, maybe even closes the distance, the gap that we feel between us and Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we recognize that this is not something that, that, Jesus is doing when, when he's giving us grace and the fresh supplies of grace that we need every day. This isn't something that he's reaching across the aisle to do. Um, this is something that he's giving to his own body. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, we don't begrudge if you've broken your foot. You're not mad at your foot <laughs> for you may be mad at whatever clutch thing you've done. Broken, yeah. uh, but you're not mad at your foot for being broken. Uh, you don't begrudge it the time that it needs in the cast to yeah. heal. Yeah. You you recognize that giving care and attention to your broken foot, putting it in a cast, resting it, is ultimately going to to produce flourishing in in yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a very real sense in which uh, Jesus is doing that with us. He's he's caring for us as parts of his own body that he has voluntarily (laughs) out of his own goodness to decided to unite us to himself yeah um which is a a remarkable thing to think about because the implications you know just oh yeah they they, they start spinning off awesome then we need more podcast time (laughs) uh any other anything else on that that uh, you want to say anything about or anything from this chapter that you wanted to highlight before we go um no, I don't think so. This this was not uh, this was kind of a new concept for mm-hmm. me when I first read it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jesus actually getting joy out of dispensing grace to me in my need and in my struggle. Yeah, um, that's game changing for me at least. That's a game changing kind of thing to start to understand and believe. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 the kinds of things that because they're not familiar to us, we are almost resistant to. Yeah, when definitely. You, when you first read it, you're thinking, ah, I don't think, I don't know if it's that good. Yeah, it can't be, right? Yeah, it can't, it can't be, be that. that good. Yeah. Um, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, his grace is is that that wonderful. Well, we'll stop the conversation right here, uh, but we hope that the conversation continues for you, uh, with your family, uh, with other people at church who are reading the book together. Um, I'll read Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 as we close again. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here we find your comfort. Come you lost and find your home There is grace for every sinner Perfect rest in Christ alone